As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. everyone we are so excited to be back once again to get together and talk about real woman issues that concern friends wives mothers educators and entrepreneurs i cannot wait to start the show so let's get going all right guys and girls welcome Back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Why you gotta be <laughs> me and Val in the Baptist Church? Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yes. Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited to be back from our vacation. We were on summer break Until and we, we still guys. are. Mm-hmm. And, but we definitely want to keep giving episodes. And due to popular demand, Teachers want to hear more about teacher stuff. So we decided to make sure that we infuse a little bit of that in every episode. A little bit? A lot bit. A lot bit. And that's fine. Like, I am great with that because I had a great year of teaching and (laughs) I am all ready to discuss some difficult and or informative topics about education in our sweet tea and sunshine. Yes, we have all, we've decided and we've been convicted that there are some topics that are not really talked about a lot. Um, and maybe we don't hear the voices of the educator as it pertains to different things that are happening. So we really are excited about this transition into um, a more serious outlook of things that can help teachers become successful or even help them bring up topics in their own schools mm-hmm. um, to to better to better society because we really do have that type of influence as teachers. Yeah, I was talking to someone about um, the amount of students that I would encounter in one day. Mm-hmm. And in the school where there's like 3,000 students, I'm like, oh, dang, like, I don't know who in this world has access to that many young people. Even you, like how many are in your school? Young, impressionable, yeah, people. 500? Um, yes, we have five, actually almost 600 kids yeah. in our elementary school. That's mm-hmm. a ton of people that we are able to influence, impact, influence, inspire. Observe. Yeah, 
So we definitely get an outlook that other people may not be able to see. Yeah. So, But never fear. In addition to this, we <laughs> will still be having our friend fix friend portion. Fix. So actually, we're going to go ahead and go right into friend fix. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I'm a little afraid. I am, too. Where are you going? So have you ever... Where are we going to ride to first? <laughs> have you ever loved a picture on accident on social media? <laughs> now, Instagram, you can always show love. Like, yeah, it's a it's heart. It's only a heart. It's only a heart. Yeah, that's your only option. But on Facebook, for some of you seasoned social media people who only stick to Facebook... We have options. Options of... We have the chuckle. <laughs> face. There's the crying one. We have the like. Like. Oh, reliable. Oh, reliable. Like. Hit it and quit it like. Hit it and quit it. There's the love. Like, uh-huh, I saw you. Uh-huh. I see That's that. That's what the like is. Uh-huh, I saw Okay, you. so you think like is... Uh-huh, I saw you. I see it. Yeah, I see it. I like it. Okay. I see it. I like it a little bit. A I little su- bit. I can support you on that. Okay, like. so... Well, let's do love last. <laughs> so, what does a laugh mean? That's funny. Laugh is very easy. Like, yeah. seriously, it made you chuckle like, right. in your spirit. Sometimes I've hit like when it wasn't supposed to be, and that was always funny. I had to go back. What do you mean? Like, if it was a story that someone's telling, and you hit laugh instead of like cry or love, or because oh, yeah, laugh is definitely we like. We forgot about the sad face. Yes, there's a sad face too. So there's a laugh and there's a sad face. But I think that you can't really laugh at every post you see because some of the stuff is not really funny right. for you. You can't <laughs> laugh at it, but you can like it. Yes, you can like it. You can even love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? I'm going to the, towards the right. I keep pointing towards the right. So it's like, like, love, laugh. Sad. Wow. Yes, and sad. Wow, then sad, the cry, and then what's the very last? Angry is the yes, last yes, one. Yes, 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 yes. Angry, Anger Anger is, the is, last, there. is the last one. So, you know, um, I'm just going to ask it. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> beating around the bush. What do you want to ask? Is it appropriate to love <laughs> things, posts from the opposite sex? I feel like on many occasions I have been thirst trapped while <laughs> quenched. <laughs> Meaning I was not looking for love. Love. I was not looking for attraction or anything like that. But like some people are real sneaky. And I feel like I have known <laughs> thirst traps. People. They trick people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like I feel like a, th- a thirst trap is clear. Like it's like. Let me show my butt. Let me show my beard, great sweatpants, <laughs> and beard. beard gang. Like I feel like Clean. those are clear. Do not love. Do not even like. That is a thirst trap for your butt. Like you better. What not. about the the shirtless? No, that's not a thirst trap. That is like that's oh, one you need okay. to stay with a shirtless, but. <laughs> If it has to be shirtless and they're like doing something in a different country, like living their best life, I feel like that could be a love. Doing something in another country as in helping the orphans. 
with or, no shirt on. Right. Is that what we're talking about? Or are they chilling on the beach <laughs> or in the city with the backdrop of the beautiful buildings See on, at Piedmont Park or what? Uh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> so be careful of those because those will trap you because you might love the location. You might love what they're doing, but it would definitely the intentions of them having no shirt on is to trap you and get you caught up with your husband or your spouse or your boyfriend. So what if you, (laughs) (laughs) but like you could be totally quenched. Like, you could have someone that you that is visually like attractive and all that, and then out of nowhere, bam! On Facebook, here comes this picture where it's like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. My husband gets mad when I love Michael B. Jordan's picture. Do you love you put love? every one of them <laughs> because I just love his work. He's not, such a talented, not actor. his shirtless photo. No. I didn't even see that he didn't have a shirt on. You didn't even notice to that. To be honest. Because it was like, wow. All I saw was his smile. He's doing great things. Teeth. Yeah. So. What if you love an ex's family photos? Oh. So, like, if you're loving the mom's post about her losing weight, but it's your ex's mom. Oh, I think that's fine. I agree. But if it's, like. A picture of him you and his mom. And them in the old days when you're putting love on that. or if it's like her posting about him like my husband is doing I mean my son is doing these great things and you put love on it that might be shaky ground really yeah but you and you and that doctor follow each other on the social media so it's not a big deal what do you think about when people (laughs) have Cause I have a friend of mine and I may tag her. She's in the school system too in Fort Lauderdale. She says she always makes the proclamation like a man's in trouble when you see the husband or wife on the same account. Like it's like Michael and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. She was like, you know, he done messed up. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. oh, really? Oh, so is that what that means to you? I, I didn't think, I'm going to tell you what I thought it meant. Okay. But now that she said that, now that you brought that like to you my need attention, a babysitter on social media. Oh, no. Okay. So, my initial thought was, wow, that's super smart and proactive because it shows, it, it gives that, that um, security yeah. and that trust factor yeah. with the couple is like, listen, itches. Not, Unity. Yes. We are together. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to inbox him, I'm going to see it as well. Or if you're trying right. something shady, I'm going to see it as well. So right. we're a united front and we're showing you that on this, on our page, on right. our shared page. But does that not show like, insecurity? I don't know. Like at first I didn't think that. Uh-huh. But now that you brought that up, I mean, it clearly, let's be clear, she was being very petty because she gets, she just posts petty stuff all the time, which I get. Like, whatever, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it made me think, like, oh, but now I look at those joint accounts a little bit differently. Yeah. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> somebody did something. Yeah, I can see now that we've brought it up from that angle, I can see how that could 
seem as if it's an indication. Yeah. And social media, like, honestly, people use it for different things. And um, so what do you dislike about social media? I dislike that people tend to only show what they think other people will like. So first traps, for example, like clearly somebody has validated you in your trapping of thirsts. <laughs> right, right. So like if if you got a hundred million likes for wearing a little tank top. Tank top. Crop top. Yeah, crop, crop top. Um uh, and then you get no likes for like posting something you got a new job. <laughs> then oh. you're probably going to be more inclined to post thirst traps or gotcha. um, also what I don't like. And this is just a pet peeve of mine when people post something and then they like their own stuff. Really? It bothers me so much. <laughs> like, okay. So there's a post that goes up. Oh, Lord. Then I, I know you do too. You like to look to see who likes what or what the comments I are. I do. How many yeah. Comments. So then you look at it and it's like, huh, has anyone commented or liked? And then you look at the likes and it's the same person who posted. Then it's like, is anyone seeing it? Like, I don't know. It's just the outsider looking in, but it doesn't stop there. So someone who will post, then like their own stuff and then comment some more underneath there without anyone else commenting. So like, they'll be like, let's say someone else likes it. And then you say, what did you like about this? Or why are you laughing? Mm-mm. Or why do you feel sad? Like calling out the emo, like the oh, reaction. No. So like, are they trying to get engagement or like, is this from a business? Standpoint? Either way, <laughs> either way, it's to me, it's a no, no, like leave, leave the reaction. Clearly if I put just the reaction, that meant that's all I want. I don't want to say. say any words. I just want to let you know I was here. I see you, girl. Right. So I'm moving on with life because this was just a visit. I was visiting <laughs> here. Is, I don't live here. Right. So, yeah, that gets me. I'm like, oh, no, this looks so bad. Like, why won't they stop doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems desperate. Yeah, yeah. I can see how that did. But I will admit that sometimes, like, if I look back at a post that I posted that, you know, people have responded to or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll see my little button not turned on as far as the like or heart or whatever. Uh-huh. And this can be days later. And I'll be like, oh, that was such a sweet day. Yeah, I love that picture. Aww. Like, I will do that. Like, okay. that's the perspective from which I come. But then once there's already other likes in there. Right. right. So yours isn't. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, we're talking about likes. It's so superficial. But at the same time, like, how much time do we have just to sit there and post something, send it out there, check, see if anyone liked it, comment on if anyone liked it, like it myself. Like, it's just a lot of idle time. Seeking attention. Yeah. And now, you know, when I, we worked in business stuff, there's something, there's a such. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was not trying to do that. You know, I'm still getting used to it. Someone gave Keisha an Apple Watch. And guess what's on the front? I won't even let her say it. I'll say it myself. Mini, I'm say- mini to the mouse. In which y'all, if you've been listening, you already know how I feel about it all. So, well, 
whatever. I told you that it is a sentimental. And it has the nerve to say some words while we're taping. Like, really, Minnie? We're going to do that? I didn't know. Okay, so anyway, back to the subject. I think what I dislike about social media. Yes, and it's in such a different angle. Mm -hmm. But it's when. Like, I see an advertisement for something that looks nice, like something that I would be interested in. Mm -hmm. And then I go and look on the comments and, (laughs) like, it's either you can see, you can tell the type of business it is. So I feel like it's like a, I don't know, I don't like being tricked into being interested in a product Mm -hmm. and then it's really just a scam the whole time. You know what I mean? Oh, all the spam stuff. Yeah, that's what I don't like about social media. I don't like the fake advertisements. Like, Chick Wish. They always have cute little skirts to pop up. But it's like a Japanese, like one of those Chinese. Yeah, and what they do is they steal pictures from an authentic, like, grassroots or whatever the, you know, They'll steal those pictures and put them on. Or like Mimi, the, the um, sewer, you know, the girl who sews stuff. She's like legit, like makes her own clothes. Mm-hmm. How are you going to steal Mimi and put her on your website? Like, that's not right. We know, yeah. like I know she, I've been following her for, on YouTube forever. Why is her face all over all those things? That's yeah. how I know, like, mm-mm. That's what I don't like don't about do that. the false advertisement and the, it's another type of trap. Like we were talking about thirst traps yeah. and all those things, but this is a trap too. Cause sometimes I'm really interested in what those clothes are, but I'm so afraid. Like I, then I end up wasting time going to research it, look at <laughs> reviews, reading yeah. comments. And I'm like, and all to find out that the stuff that came in was raggedy. Yes. So, Oh yeah. It's just another distraction. Distraction is right. And you know, social media is definitely a distraction and some people find that it's like relaxing and it's just pure fun entertainment. Instead of watching TV, they're on social media. I get it. Like it doesn't have to be taken that seriously, but sometimes people actually look at it. And there was a post this morning about, um, how someone was mad they were on vacation and they were people were unfollowing them. What? Because of haters. Like this was within our friends group. So I'm not gonna say who. No, no, but no. like she that. basically was like, you know, it's a shame that when you post yourself having living your best life or whatever, that people like your numbers go down. First of all, I don't even look how at do numbers. You know? Like how who many friends you have, you get blocked. girl, I don't know. But I did comment. I was like, you know, on social media is hard because you don't know what other people are dealing with. But if you live your mm-hmm. life putting out stuff in fear that you're going to hurt somebody else's feelings, you're going to always hurt somebody's feelings. You post something with you being happy. Someone's mad about that. You post yourself with being sad. Someone's mad. So I'm like, you That's can't true. really tailor who you are on social media to your audience. Like they can like or they can unfollow. Like That's true. It don't have to be there for you. But and it's not real. It's and you know the idea that people show the good stuff only. That's a topic to how people are like only showing good snapshots of their life and making it seem like everything's great. Yeah. But then also, do you really want to see the dirt? Do you right. really want people to air that's, their dirt? I don't like it when people do that. It makes me uncomfortable. Like right. it really. It's it so, lets it me know they're in a bad place. 
it does something to me when people post negative things or they do the whole fussing. Like it really, I really feel my energy and my spirit changing when I see people do that. It makes it, I don't know how else to say it, but it makes me uncomfortable. It's because very... I want to have a whole conversation that's real best, mm-hmm. especially if it's somebody in my circle. Yes. Um, like my cousin, my younger cousin, you mm-hmm. know, they're still in petty land. You know, yeah. she's and... 19. And she had an issue with her, one of her besties. And she put it all over. I mean, like all this stuff. That's what they do now. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And it made me uncomfortable because it was one of my favorite former students and my cousin who were having issues. And Mm. you know how I am about mentorship. So I felt like I needed to call them over to the house so we could have an intervention. Right. So I'm such a, I really, I don't watch the news. So I don't like negative stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. like, I try to protect my energy. Yeah. So when people do that type of thing, I feel like it disrupts my energy. Yeah. And I just feel like um, you don't really know what kind of friends you have. If they're friends on social media. Now, I've had, I've met people through social media and we've become very good friends. Mm -hmm. But like, you don't really, like people that are liking and commenting, that's just them watching you like is do you have a phone number that would match that could you call them up if if social right someone posted if social media went down what would your life be like what would your business be like what would be what would your social life be like and I was like okay like you can think about that stuff when you're thinking about like the world being about social media could yeah would you have a life outside of that and I will say with my family going through so much right now mm-hmm. um I have been interested to see who's really contacting me directly and who's relying on Facebook. Yeah. And it's been interesting. Um, Some moments were surprising. I mean, it's not that I'm expecting anybody to do it, but I'm just curious as to who really personally reaches out to Mm -hmm. check on the status of my family and to see how everybody's doing. Because I feel like that's sincere. Is a DM considered reaching out? I think it depends on if you have my number for real. Really? So, for instance, some of my sister's friends only have access to me through social media. Mm -hmm. So, a couple of them have DM'd me. Or inbox. I'm sorry. DM is for Instagram. Inboxed me. And I feel like, okay, that's them sincerely trying to reach out because they don't have my number. Mm -hmm. They don't know my number. They know my sister's, but they know I'm her sister. So they're asking how she's doing. So I, that, but not necessarily my closest peeps. Mm -hmm. Like I would think that they would know, number one, I'm not clocking Facebook messages like that. Mm -hmm. If you know me, like, you know, I'm not really trying to keep up with that like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And number two, I, again, I just pay more attention to my texts. And it mm. seems like, I don't know, I feel like it takes an effort, a little bit more of an effort, because are you just on Facebook and then maybe Facebook reminded you, but then you did go outside of something that's mm. superficial like social media to reach out. Right. And I feel, I feel like, like maybe I feel the same between a text and a and an in, inbox, because I feel like, it's an effort and it's not a show for the world. It's a more mm-hmm. intimate thing. Mm-hmm. And in there you could ask my number or you could, you know, yeah. find out whatever. Like, I don't feel like the engagement through an instant message or um, a DM is, 
I feel like that is actual. Because they're all kind of the same. Yeah, it's the same yeah. app. You just push the button and open it, like, yeah. to me. I get what but, you're saying. But um, a call would be something totally different and, like, I don't care for calls though. So like I am moving away. Like it's uh, hard to talk and I just rather just read it and move on and answer when I can. But like that a call would mean something more. Like you yeah. know me well enough that you know that I would answer your phone yeah. when you call me. For sure. So that's different. I love okay. it. Okay. So that was our little thing about social media. That was um, our free section, girl. That's it? Yep. Okay. It's time to move to our next. Okay. And so um, our next topic is teacherpreneur, teacher talk. So we're moving into teacher talk. And now with our new format, we have a couple of different segments. So teacher talk is our umbrella, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then in teacher talk, we will I, we will talk about um, strategies. Then we will talk about we'll have a section for teacherpreneur, and then we're gonna have the elephant in the classroom. Classroom. Um, and I'm so excited about our our wrap up, which is going to be about our most memorable moments in teaching. I right. Think that is going to be so impactful and just reflective to keep, keep us grounded because we all started this for a reason. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. So our first topic for teacher talk is flexible seating. And you are excited about getting started with this next year. So, yeah, flexible seating came up for me because, I mean, I've always had random seating kind of in my class because I just, if you can imagine a hot mess, that would be my room. But, like, my AP class, the kids set up their own thing. Some would be on the on the um, counter. Some set up their little cubicle. Themselves. Like, they did it their own way. And I would walk back and be like, what are y'all doing? They're like, this is our work session. Like, they, they organized it themselves. Maybe get mad at me if I tried to organize it some other kind of way for a different class. So with that, I was like, oh, and they literally were like, this is the only class where I feel most comfortable. I feel great. I feel like this is my place. This is my home. Like they felt like they owned their learning. Yeah, like it's their own little community. Yeah, and it was Mm -hmm. very cool. Like, okay, so you're an office worker. Like you want your own little cubicle, but you want to sit up on the counter and have a um, clipboard. And you want to sit in like a four seat four-piece desk so it was totally different I loved it and my classes have kind of always been like that with my honors and my um AP classes Mm -hmm. just because you don't have to worry about a lot of the other things that go into it they really are there for the learning most of the time so but really what what pushed me to make the decision to do flexible seating was when I had my third period class had I didn't have enough seats like too many students, not enough seats. They showed right. up every day. No one had kept, I kept asking for chairs. They didn't bring them. Like Nobody was ever absent. So no one was absent. Help. They wanted to show up. They wanted to show up on time because, and then like, they want to, and in my mind, I felt like if I was in this class, I just wouldn't come Aww. because I would want to, like my biggest thing is classroom environment. That's what I do. That's what, like, I want my students to come in and feel like they're at home. Like, right. But if you come in my class and you don't have a chair and you got to figure out that part, like, 
it hurt my heart. So I was just like, let, I started doing research on flexible seating. Mm-hmm. And um, in the high school, which it's an elementary school concept, I think the mat and you know all that has always happened in elementary school. So switch to some bouncing balls really wouldn't make much of a because it's that's kind of what they do. But in high school, well, actually, that was a huge initiative in the school that I went to last year: flexible seating, bouncy ball. Like, yeah, was, I mean it's big now. It wasn't a part of their norm though. But they had so, the map, no? Kindergarten. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking about when I was in that, because I don't know what they do there, but I know, you know, we had different things, circles and whatever. Sitting on the floor. Floor, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a thing. It's not a thing in high school to sit on the floor. Like, Absolutely. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. So um, I started looking into flexible seating when I went to NSTA and a couple of other things, Pinterest and other things. And there, there are some examples of high school science classes to science is a whole nother ball game. You have lab table. Like, it's just a lot of other things that go into it. Right. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and just have kids on a couch. Like, that's some bull. And <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be conducive to all of my classes. Maybe one or two. Maybe. But I'm thinking about my roughest characters. Do I want them dogging my couch out? No, I'm going to be mad and y'all not going to be learning nothing. You may be doing other things on that couch. So, Oh, no, not other things. <laughs> Whatever. Like, oh, all the things. that is, These are things you definitely have to consider for using it in the high school. Yes. And like thinking about, I'm thinking about my maxed out, like 40 student class. Mm-hmm. How many eyes did I have for me to be able to have partitions in the room? And, you know, like all these other options that are available I'm just like nope yes nope yep and my main thing was starting out the year because some people teachers this summer I know y'all are all up in I'm I know I'm following y'all on Instagram (laughs) and whatnot and you guys are like up in Hobby Lobby and you're in Garden Ridge and you're doing all like you're shopping and you're ready to roll out flexible seating immediately first day Mm-mm, don't do it. Why not? I just, my experience, the initiative was given to our teachers. This was pre-me. As you know, Kayla Delzer is like a major proponent for flexible seating. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Top dog teaching. Okay, thank you. You're going to be with her Top dog. At, in Las Vegas. I will be with her in yeah. Vegas next week. Yeah. Um. So... It was just told to the teachers, implement flexible seating. And, of course, teachers are normally um, rule followers and pleasers. Mm -hmm. So they absolutely went all in. I mean, they spent all kinds of money. They spent a lot of time raising and lowering seats and desks so that can be some stand-up. Like, they went all in. There was no plan. Yeah. So entering first day of school, we have brand new students who are just looking at this, all this seating mesmerized because it wasn't a section of flexible seating. There were classrooms full of flexible seating. And no plan. And no plan. And I immediately realized that, again, but I'm new girl, right. so I was not about to speak against what my principal had asked them to do, but I noticed about a month in that these kids could not handle it. 
Yeah. And they never changed. And I had to tell my 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 principal the the second semester. I said, you need to give them permission to change. I said, because they're suffering. The teachers are mm-hmm. suffering. Kids aren't learning, really, because the right. scene was just too flexible. Like, they weren't even focused <laughs> All the flex. on what was happening. <laughs> and I was like, you have to give them permission to stop because I think that they are afraid because you asked them to do it. Yeah. But they know it's not working. They need to just stop. No, ma'am. Teachers are pleasers. They're rule followers. Mm-hmm. You ask them to do this. Mm-hmm. So, and but did you give them training on it? Like no you training. Can't ask someone to do it and then not support right them. And there knowledge. was no training and no parameters set for teachers or students. Right. So it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. It was chaos. Yeah. And that was the first question I asked you. I was like, wait a minute. Right. Do you have a real plan for your implementation? Because I didn't want you to suffer. I mean, I watched enough teachers Girl, suffering yeah. and through it. I literally, like I told you, my classroom has been, like we've been, um, and some teachers are hard, have a problem with not having their desk in rows. Like we've been conditioned to not, like rows, if, some, if an administrator walks in our room, our class is in rows, we're in trouble unless it's testing day. Like, Right. Any other time, you need to have some flexible grouping going on and some other. So it had been a, a shift already years Absolutely. and years ago from just the traditional. But for me to be able to change, like spend my money and change out the desk and the broken down chairs, like I had to be able to like think about, okay, I'm going to finance, I'm gonna finance this. So I'm not about to do this all the summer. Like I literally would need to roll it out over... That's so much better. Yeah, and actually, I'm thinking of doing it more as a... An incentive? Okay, so not necessarily an incentive, because basically, whoever chooses to sit there on the first day, it's only going to be so many seats, so it won't be everybody choosing everything. It'll be, you walk in first, you can choose your seat. You walk in second, choose your seat, and then... You know, when those seats are done, everybody else choose the other seats. Like, it won't be based on grades or So, anything. do they get to stay there the whole time, though? Um, And I'm working out each unit. They'll choose if they want to stay or if they want to give it up to someone else. So, it, it'll be like a, I don't know what it's called, like a challenge game or I'm going to challenge you to your seat situation like I want that Ooh, seat and like based that, on your though. knowledge like what did you learn first semester for you to even get the like on that that show the four have you seen yes, it with Diddy and all that yeah they come in and they're take like I need that I'm seat take your, oh girl if you implement it like that exactly like yeah. that and make it academic based right it's so it's so based on perfect. the like do you deserve to even sit there like are you really somebody who <laughs> you know I did you earn that. your grade to, so then oh, I love it. well we will open it. It won't be only four, but by the end of the semester, the whole class will have, you know, different various seating arrangements, but there'll still have to be a lab section. They'll still have I to be. I love it staying the four, though. I mean, I True. really do because I feel like it brings on a little bit of that healthy competition. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit of an incentive, but it's an academic incentive. Right. And where they have to debate and go through it to get, like, yeah. with each other. To show what they know. Or it can be, like, as you know, I've been, this last year I did verbal assessments throughout the whole year. So Mm -hmm. it could even be that. Like, how well do you know the content based on verbal assessment? Go ahead and tell the class. And if you don't, then, and this person does, then we'll have challenge day or, you know, whatever. So to me, that's a way to make it more 
um, to increase the rigor in the classroom. Right. I was going to say it's academic driven. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's like, not just, I got here first, so I'm going to sit here. If you're there first, then you have time to study. If you like, you know, whatever. That's a no brainer though. Like right. the, that's a, the genius of it is a no brainer. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it really is because, and um, my co-teacher was the one that he didn't come up with the flexible seating part, but he came up with the, at the end of every class, there's a challenge for the first person to line up at the door. So it's like, if you can answer this question, you'd be the first one. So he, you know, you go around the class and if they can answer it, then boop. I don't like lining up at the door, period. So I was like, they can have a seat next to the door, but like, that's about yeah, it. I know. Don't be up there tapping your foot waiting on the bell to ring. Oh, I, don't can't, like that. I can't. I don't like it. I don't like mm-mm, it. So, um, <laughs> so we had to make a little, little shift on that, but it was um, definitely something that we want to implement for the next year as well. Anything that can motivate and encourage academic success. And why wouldn't you use the seating as that? And that's one thing that I know that I've spoken to several teachers about in different schools that I've been in. Um, A lot of times we just take for granted that they just get to do things. Students, rather than making it, letting them know that it's a privilege and an honor to get to do this Mm -hmm. thing or tying it to something. Right. I mean, everything is just so automatic and we yeah. don't leverage the things that we do have to motivate. Oh, these kids are so unmotivated. We can't, well, it's because you're giving them everything. And girl, so, when I tell you with these um, verbal assessments that we did this year, those kids would be so, so nervous on verbal assessment day because they had to speak to me about what they know. And yeah. it's like, you either know it or you don't. There's no cheating which is another big thing in high school. They want to cheat their way through everything. Oh, yeah, girl. There's no cheating. So they would be super uncomfortable. And it's okay. Uncomfort is okay. You can be uncomfortable as long as you're pushing yourself. You're learning. I had kids who didn't even speak English who were telling me all about photosynthesis Aww. in Spanish. And I was like, yes, because I get that. Yeah, like So the motivation was there and just the fact that they wanted to show me a little bit of what they knew. Yeah, and uh, I feel like it's gonna just crank it up even higher if they have like if they really do want to sit there. So that'll be a whole other aspect. That... I cannot wait to see, yeah, like right for us to get the feedback of how it worked when yeah. you, when you come back. Because yeah, in our school, uh, I definitely talked to our principal about eliminating the requirement. Yeah, and we talked about potentially having like a flexible seating area. Mm-hmm. Similar to what you're talking mm-hmm. about, and going from them, there, start small, yeah, we need to start small. Like they went all in, and I pre again. That's, that's what so I love expensive. about it is so expensive. Oh my god, it was for so them expensive. that just that means they're all in, like for her. So that's great, that's right? And that's what I was gonna say. That's what I love about teachers because really we are willing and open to try whatever's going to work for kids. Mm-hmm. So if you throw something out there and I trust you to believe what you're saying Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try it with all my heart and that's why I love being an educator because I know we have a a lot of teachers who have do things but I've been at the I've been at the hospital with my sister Mm -hmm. Um, I won't say which hospital we've been in but it's not in the state of Georgia right and um they and it's funny because I was like, you know, teachers get such a bad rap for people just get becoming a teacher just because and mm-hmm. not really wanting to because they think it's easy. And you just wouldn't think of nursing as something like that. However, yeah, 
it's the same sentiment and attitude in yeah. nursing as well. So those type of people are everywhere. But I think for the most part, we have excellent people in teaching positions. Yeah. You have to have the heart. So follow us on our um, flexible seating journey. <laughs> journey, the feedback, the motivation behind it. And, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I think that there are specialists out there that can tell you exactly what to do. I haven't really found that for my specific situation. I know that there's specialists and people who've written books on right. lots of different areas. But for me, for a high school in the area that I teach, Title One. It's a different vibe. So and you got to make it your own. Feel, yeah, you have to feel like, okay, sure. Get an idea from a blog mm-hmm. or, you know, read over it. Like, get get just get a general overview. But if you're not feeling your students out mm-hmm. for how it's flowing and you don't know how, just like a lesson plan. I mean, you have to adjust if you see that something is falling flat. And also, like you said, they laid out their whole class like that then, you know, let's create some dialogue as to why this is not working. Take it away. Then they'll, the kids might wonder, why don't we have our seats like that? Because y'all couldn't handle it. We're going to start back to square one and let's see who can handle it. Exactly. Like, that's a classroom management thing that you just need to be able to get as well. Like, they can see that it was wrong, but they also can understand how to make it better. And everyone wants to make things better. Yes. Like, no one wants to stay there and it's not working. <laughs> like, that sucks. Right. I'm over here failing classes because I'm laying <laughs> on top of a doggone desk trying to take a test <laughs> and can't hardly. I'm sorry. Right. I'm in a bean bag. Like, right. I can't get bag. stable on my, on my lap because I'm, I'm sending this bean bag. I can't even get my Chromebook together. <laughs> you know, it's just. Right. It's, it's, and it's a different to... person that would want that. Some kids want a desk with a table. Yeah. They will never. Those kids won't challenge. For those seats, because they're like, I ain't about but that of life. Course, if you tell them they can sit under a desk in the elementary <laughs> school, they're gonna be all up under <laughs> right, there, right. not listening to your tail, playing with the dust on the floor. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> let me bounce around with this bouncy this, ball all this, over the class. Thanks like, to Jesus, right? <laughs> I just can't. So it can be done, but definitely have structure. Do not go into it um, all over the place. Full fledged, yeah. If for those of you implement who are cautious, it slowly. implement, even if you know your plan, buy up all the stuff, but don't put it all out there when they come in. Introduce them to the to what it is and what it means, and let's practice. And then, if you want to eventually transition into the whole class, that's great. But go ahead and make sure that they understand what the end goal is. Just like when you're backward design, y'all. Y'all know all about backwards design. When you yes. the end goal in mind, don't jump in and not know what the end goal is. <laughs> Not even with seating. Like, that's the thing. We It's not only with curriculum yes. and standards. That is also with behavior and seating right. and classroom management. Like, you've got to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. we're tra- This is almost transitioning into something else. But I do have to say this. Um, we were having a great discussion about classroom expectations. Mm. And the majority of our behavior concerns occur in the classroom not school-wide school-wide behavior plan on lock mm-hmm. like kids are doing really good in the places that are not inside the classroom but there right. are issues in the classroom and it's funny so we started a discussion today about creating a matrix of what our expectations are from classroom to classroom right uh, it was silence i bet and i said so here's what i'm gonna tell you 
as an assistant principal. This is what I told the group of teachers. Mm -hmm. I said, how is it that we are getting frustrated and upset with kids because they're not behaving, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. However, we don't even know in our mind what we want them to do as far as behavior. And take that. You can't even verbalize it. And then put, like, I'm just adding the high school version to it. These kids are going to four different classes. Right. So, like, Ms. Ness said this, but then Ms. So-and-so says this, and then Ms. This and this. They don't know. So the school has to have a vision. Yes. And the high school, so, like, it has to. Otherwise, it's like... In, in, insanity going on like day to day and then we're, we're we're mad at the kids for not following rules but when they're changing from place to place or when teachers don't again when teachers don't even know what to expect what they want from the kids why are you getting mad at them because they didn't sit down as soon as they came in or you mm-hmm. they didn't open their but you didn't tell them that that was or what teachers are was. you following through on what your responsibilities are like, are right. you showing up for your duties? How are you going to say that the kids won't do this? Won't, are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of person are you? Are you the person that follows through on what everything that you say is supposed to happen? No? Exactly. Then your kids are not going to do that either. Like, real talk. Seriously. <laughs> real. Like, it's not, it's not about the kids all the time. It's not about the parents all the time. Sometimes it's, it is about teachers Showing an example, modeling, following through, yes. modeling, mm-hmm. not just classroom, like what you're supposed to learn, but how you're supposed to behave. Amen. And how you're supposed to treat people. But that's one we're going to save for next time. Yes. Um, modeling how we treat people. Whew, girl, that was a lot. Yeah, but it was good stuff. Hopefully somebody can take these tips and yeah. really apply them to their classroom and just troubleshoot and don't make the mistakes that... Um, we've heard about others making. Yeah, totally relevant. Um, speaking of relevant, <laughs> here you go. Um, Nasir Jones, Nas dropped an album on title, followed by Beyonce and Jay Z dropping an album right on top of his album, and the internet exploded. Um, basically, I can't. There's no words for me to explain exactly how I feel about the album yet, but we will talk about that. In future episodes, because um, we just wanted Beyonce to know who <laughs> is listening um, that we see you and we think that this is a great marketing tool. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm supposed to learn all these new Jay Z <laughs> and Beyonce songs before August. You don't have title. Nope. You can. I keep title just for these moments. Like, <laughs> I just. And I'm so excited to know that it happened and I was ready. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, Jesus. I have a few songs, I feel, but I feel like people are just giving out my top phase, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how can you even, you haven't marinated yet on all the songs. I have a few that I feel like might be my phase, but <laughs> not yet. Because I have to really go back and listen again and again and again to really get it. But you will have time by August. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm be sitting there looking like, what song is this? Were these for like the um, on the run tour? I'm wondering because they kicked off their tour like before this dropped. So I'm wondering if they was already singing these songs. People were like, what the heck? And they were like, let me just drop this album just in I case y'all wanted. They know. just keep us. They do a great job of keeping their pulse 
keeping you know keeping the pulse moving like all right give them this and then here okay we'll throw this in there for some momentum let's throw this they're great i was totally satisfied with her doing the coachella performance right but jay-z wasn't in that That so we all knew it was gonna be something different uh, so okay. You almost tricked me into going into my next topic. No, we'll <laughs> talk about that next time. Um, we also next time want to talk about um a couple of different things. So our teacherpreneurs, do's and don'ts of teacher podcasts. Um, our elephant in the room definitely is going to be discussed next uh, episode. Elephant in the classroom is going to be discussed next episode, and um, we M and M we will share most memorable moments. most memorable moments in teaching from me and you. So do you want to give a recap of what we did talk about? Absolutely. First, don't fall for thirst traps. They can be detrimental to your health. Take what you see on social media lightly and be available on social media and in real life because we are still human and we need real human connections. Mm-hmm. Things to consider. Teachers. If you are implementing flexible seating, begin with the end in mind. As a matter of fact, you should begin with the end in mind with classroom management as well as standards. All right. Well, that was a great episode in our pivot to our teacher podcast. And I look forward to next week. I do too. I cannot wait. (laughs) All right. Bye. See you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Sweet Tea and Sunshine. If you want to get in touch with us, make sure you follow us on Instagram at T-Shines, T-E-A-S-H-I-N-E-S. And if you have questions or comments or want to contribute, um, you can email us at theteashine at gmail.com. T-H-E-T-E-A-S-H-I-N-E at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining us. I can't wait till next time. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.